Bet. Bet. Yo, 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 what it do, what it do. It is your guest, your host. My, uh, wow, Damn, I'm, I'm fucking yeah. up already. Fucking up already. Come on, it's, man. It's, it's the prince. I'm 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 in I'm in the country. I'm in the room with the prince. The prince got me fucking up already. Goodness, I'm just about to throw up mom's spaghetti. You already know. No, I mean, yo, 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 what it do, what it do. It's your boy, Ellie Khalil. I am joined with a really good friend. I've known him for like a good year or two, maybe a year and a half. We've Very talked much. about music. we talked about everything, things that I shouldn't be talking about. He gets super annoyed, but he is the OG, the one that's been, you know, feeding the streets with the beat. He has one of my favorite beats of all time. Final Fantasy, that Final Fantasy beats hard. Dog, yeah, I appreciate it. Welcome, Ahmad the Prince. Good right. to have you. Uh. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Like, to be honest, this might be one of the greatest intros you ever pronounced or even like performed. That's just, thank you. This is great. Thank you. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to all the first responders still, to everyone that's, you know, battling with COVID, anyone that's going with COVID still. I'm still thinking about y'all. Y'all still in my hearts. It's Black History Month, and I'm so blessed to have just a, a mount. It's a crazy amount of Black friends, Black artists, Black creators, Black voices that are going beyond just either the basketball courts, the field, the canvas, the booth, people that are, you know, actually putting their voices to things that need to be talked about more than just the entertainment or art. I feel like you're one of those that, you know, I can rely on to have a really good sound learning lesson with, you know, Black Lives Matter, you're down based in Atlanta. A lot of prestige history has has occurred there. And before we get into the art, I just want to like have you just give us a tour, you know, let us know, give us some knowledge, drop some gems about black history, you know, as we celebrate Black History Month. Shit. Well, to be honest, man, uh, I'm honestly gonna be real with you. Black History Month, I wouldn't say something I would really be celebratory all of like pretty much all of my years, because while you're growing up, you start to realize when you're being introduced as a black man or a black woman or anybody with a skin color that's been oppressed in some way, shape or form, you feel like every day you fight to survive, right? So I feel like celebrating certain artists and certain people who have made our, our landmark a landmark in the United States and outside the US, like um, Martin Luther King, um, Langston Hughes and Rosa Parks, those type of people, they've been shown to us as a great landmark for this month only. But I feel like we should be celebratory of Black excellence and, you know, celebratory things like that after and before February even begins. So that's my opinion. Right. So with that being said, there's a lot, like you said, a lot of people who have been making their names here and other people outside. Hell, I, before... I moved to Atlanta. Um, I was staying in Augusta for like a good decade. So I've been accustomed to listen to a lot of James Brown. And I have, hell, I even have like a vinyl player that like, I got like a lot of tapes and shit that have, you know, Langston Hughes and James Brown and all those other type of artists there. So I'd be playing them out from time to time, just making like, just making a vibe from it. And also just like to make some more music from it. Like, Low key. Mm-hmm. I have a um, I have a, I have a confession. 
about uh, Martin Luther King. It just you you said his name and I remembered. Um, maybe let's say 2015, 2016. I finally I was watching the NBA game. Right, I was I was still new to watching NBA and basketball sports, and yeah. it was a Martin Luther King Day like game. It was like Cleveland versus the Warriors when they were good, and I finally realized. And this is a true story. I got a lot of heat, but like comedy, funny heat for it. I finally realized MLK Day was Martin Luther King Day. I, I swear to God, for the longest time, I shouldn't even be saying this. I always thought it was Milk Day, but with the I took out to be a bit shorter than saying Milk Day. I don't know why. I always say, whenever I look at like Martin Luther King, I'm thinking MLKJ because I always say Martin Luther King Jr. I yeah. never, I never put MLK with Martin Luther King Jr. And I just like, I just try to sit back and all the days in like elementary school, I just never put two to two together. I never like saw it. As Martin Luther King Day, MLK, I just never saw that. So like I you, knew what MLK was, but I just never put MLK Day with M, like Martin Luther King. Uh huh. And I just, I, I just, I asked myself, how do I still, how, how am I still here? And I, I asked myself, yeah. like, how did I make it out of middle school? I think the I, question, I think the question I gotta ask you is. How the hell did nobody tell you sooner? <laughs> because I never, I just, when, when I was in school, I just sat back. If I had a question, I didn't answer it. Like, I didn't ask it. You right. know what I mean? I just, I just see it. And then I just come to my own conclusion, which I usually did up to yeah. like high school. And I just never, I never, I, I just left it alone until mm. I was like 2006. It had to be like 2016, 2017, just watching the game. And then they started talking about it and then it just clicked. You know, Facts. and then I'm like, okay, should I should I even be here right now? Like, I just no. There's plenty of situations where I've done that, and it's just I don't know why. I don't know how I'm still making it. But back to what you're saying about like Martin Luther King, Langston Hughes, even some of the greatest like musicians. I was listening to um the American Gangster soundtrack by Jay Z. You know, yeah. um Frank Lucas. I mean, sure, he's not the most notable heroic, um, noble, you know, black figure, but he, he did what he had to do, you know, um, the Renaissance in New York, you know, New York Renaissance with music, business, black music, black business, things of that nature. Yeah. I tried to look at like black history month. And like you said, like, this isn't something I would be so up for being, you know, in celebratory fashion either, because, you know, black lives have to just go through you know, the, the road in the mountain every single day, every single day. And, you know, I look at certain, um, certain holidays like Christmas or Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving, for example, where, you know, we all gather our families and everything like that. I, I ask myself, why can't we have more than that? Why, yeah. can't we, why is it only like one or two days because of a holiday where work will actually give us time off to go visit our family? Why can't we not have more of those you know, intimate times because definitely with like how the years are progressing and definitely with politics and things like that, where there's so much divisiveness in the world, turmoil, things of that nature, we need to be a bit more 
close with our families, close with our loved ones, you know, and I feel like, you know, the work industry and things like that, you know, we're still kind of slaves to that, you know, maybe we kind of, you know, it's a different situation where we applied to come to this place, right? We weren't necessarily forced, but you have to realize, you know, we're in our neighborhoods, we're only, we're, we're limited to so much, you know what I mean? We're limited to so much. So we kind of have no choice but to go to that store, go to that place, you know, kind of like how they put liquor stores in our neighborhoods down the block, very convenient, you know, they do that for a reason, you know, yeah. because, you know, that it's, it's going to be cheap. It's going to be, it's going to be in the nice colors. It's going to be attractable. And they know, you know, service is going to, you know, customers going to come in there and stuff like that. And they just try to do these little ploys and, you know, putting things right there. Oh, that's convenient. You know, those billboards exactly. things like that, you know, I kind of, I've kind of been just to the, you know, to the tricks and the, things like that. And it's up to kind of like us personally to like, you know what, I'm not even going to play in that trick. I ain't even going to play into that, you know, forget that. You nice. know, but it, it's still sad to even be in 2021, still dealing with racism, still dealing with, you know, colorism, things of that nature. Like it's so much, it could be so much better happening right now. And we let just the color of our skin, like you're darker than me. So I, I you know, I despise you. It's like, really? Like, come on now. It's just the way it is, dog. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say that with how racism is being brought up up till now and probably like a hundred, maybe a thousand years into the future, depending on how things turn out, I always find it fascinating how a lot of things can be changed in like a little plant of a seed. So what I'm talking about is like, you know, like you said, how racism always still being brought today, but it's always been taught. Racism is something that has been implanted to you since you were a child. And since we had so many years of that being implanted in our heads, it's always just, it, it made a seed inside this land we call earth. And it's starting to become more of a toxin rather than an actual, you know, a tree or something big to make us feel nurtured but it's yeah. the opposite. And with how, without things turning out so far, a lot of things have been coming out for the worst, you know, like with the virus and this and a third, you know, with riots, burning forests in fucking California. Like there's a lot of things we don't really think about. Australia burning down. Yeah, like we don't think a lot of things of this is just coming under the rug. And now all of a sudden, since things are getting too messy, Y'all now want to act like, oh, this has been a problem and we should have tried to avoid it. Like, mm-hmm. nah, y'all, y'all did this to yourselves and most definitely other countries. I'm not going to say no names, but yeah, there's a lot of things that people have been hiding for years. And now all of a sudden it's starting to feel like you should change now. This should have been changed a long time ago before it was too late. Because the money going to start dipping off. That's the reason. When the money gets into play, that's when they start changing the playbook. You know, it's sad. That's that's how um, how we that's how far we have to go to get some changes when, you know, the big um, companies or the big, you know, billionaires, they they can they 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 know more. They can see when something's about to go down. That's why they're so quick to step down from, you know, that high position and put someone else in charge. Yeah, they they see and they just, you know, with withhold that information to the public, 
And, you know, I'm not necessarily mad at him because, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, me being mad at him billionaire is never going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, the people that, you know, we put in the position of leadership, you know, it's still up to us to vote. You know, a lot of a lot of things, a lot of things can be changed by voting. But if we don't vote, we're going to be mad at the people who are in those positions. But if we yeah. don't in the positions, we have gone voted. But with that being said, you know, they do so much to try to either, you know, take us out the, the voting system and then they have us, you know, up, reapply and reapply to get in the, you know, get back in the system. They make it so hard to us to um, to even, you know, vote at the booths, you know, or, you know, we vote by mail. Oh, it got lost or it didn't come, you know, those type of things where they just try to, you know, take our freedom away, you know, our, our freedom to vote. You know what I mean? And. It's, it's, it's always going to be like a slippery slope because we try to find, you know, one solution, then another problem comes up and find another solution, another problem comes up. And it's it's just about being at least a decent human being, you know, yeah. like, even if, um, you know, we have different opinions on, you know, politics, you know, it's like, OK, I respect you and your difference, but I'm not going to let, you know, how you feel about someone or you don't like this guy. And I, I do. Like that's it's friendship, you know what I mean? Like if we're going way back and you understand we can have differences, I feel like the differences between us is actually what's supposed to put us closer to one another. You know, everything every day should be like a learning opportunity. Every day should be like a learning opportunity with their culture, language, you know, you know, land, like learning and appreciating one another, you know, food, music, it's like so much to learn and so much to appreciate. And we all let it like go go to waste because of skin color or, you know, like where you're from, your religious, you know, your religious beliefs and things like that. It's, it's all ridiculous. And I think, you know, there's there's more people like us where we don't let those type of things affect us. Yeah. You know? But it's also about being organized, you know, organizing your organizing your your group in Atlanta for me, organizing my group and you know, Los Angeles, you know, Jim, Bob and Hannah organizing their group in Texas, Arkansas. Then it's about com communicating, you know, how can we how can we unite? You know, I had, right. I had a really good guest, um, you know, she's the creator of One Post Collective, you know, in our group chat, you know, we're just talking about, you know, the homeless situation and, you know, yeah. to, you know, get that resolved or, you know, at least try to do our best. You know, there are solutions. It's just all about, you know, getting the right minds, being in the right mindset to take on that task. You know, homeless, homelessness is not something that can just easily be, you know, like that and it's taken care of. You know, yeah. there's some people's lives at the on the line, seriously. Facts. And it's it's a it's a team effort at the end of the day. You know, it's a team effort with you, you know, with myself. Okay, who can I put into this and we can make a big, big difference? You know, one one person can only do so much. But if I can if I can find contacts with people who have same similar mindsets or similar goals with what I'm doing, we can have a bigger reach. You nice. know? And I, I I see I see homeless people, you know, white homeless people, black homeless people, like the skin color doesn't mean nothing to me. But I know, you know, something happened. You did something or you didn't do something, and now you're in a now you're in a very vulnerable position. It does not matter to me. If you're doing drugs, it does not matter to me if you're drinking. What matters to me that you are a human being, you have emotions, you have feelings, you know, 
you have rights, you have dreams, and you also deserve food. You also deserve yeah. to eat. You know, it's unfortunate because, you know, at times I kind of feel a bit uncomfortable, you know, um, walking, you know, putting myself in a position to, you know, be in contact with, you know, some people because of their, of their mind state, of their mind, you know, in their mind state, your mental state, you know, when they're mm -hmm. drinking or doing, you know, on, on, a, on a substance and they're talking to themselves or they're acting out of character, it, it's really hard to just, you know, confront and, you know, talk to them. I have to make sure that they're okay, you know, that their mental state is, you know, where I feel like it should be to hold a really conversation. And so it's always, it's, it's all going to be tricky. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been handling it. I've been dealing with that a few times with people, you know, I'm, I've been starting to, you know, be more, um, you know, talking to more and more, but it's always, you know what, I've seen this before. I've been able to handle it. I'm not going to let someone, you know, someone that I consider a friend. Now I'm, I'm not just giving out people, giving people food. I want to have conversations. We're talking, yeah. we're talking about, you know, they're talking about college. They're talking about getting, you know, work done and, you know, getting better and, you know, just things like that. Like these are human beings and it's, it's just sad the way the lack of government, the lack of hospitality, love that, you know, they, they don't get none of that because they're, you know, the, the perception, you know, the perception of black people, oh, we, you know, we're, we're, we're lazy. We just like to smoke weed and we don't know how to keep a job or we like chicken, you know, that's, those are the stereotypes on us, right? And the perception of black people, of, of homeless people, rhinos, you know, good for nothing, don't know how to, don't, don't want to work, you know, don't know how to secure any money, you know what I mean? Like, it's the perceptions and the stereotypes that really just are so unnecessary, you know, and it, it's really sad, but, you know, we're both young, and, you know, I made, you know, I made a promise to myself, you know, I, um, this is my time, you know, this is my time, I'm, I'm in my first, I would like to say this is my first um, prime LeBron years because every single year, every single team LeBron seems to have a prime. You know, this is just the beginning of my prime, and yeah. I have a voice. I have ambition, and it's been documented. You know, where I know I'm actually doing things. You know, and it, it's really good, and it's really it's it's a real blessing to say, and to know like to have you as a friend. You know, more than just a collaborator or like you know, me rapper and you producer, it's, it's really cool to be, yo, how you doing? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I appreciate really that. Cool that. You know what I mean? That's why I made that chat. That's why, you know, I try to do my best to keep in touch with everybody because we don't know what is going to happen. Definitely with, you know, the tensions in America, like you could go outside, you know, 9 p.m. wearing your hoodie, wearing that, wearing that jacket right there and you just mind your business and God forbid, knock on wood, you know, something terrible happens. You know? And then I, you know, I'm not naive to think it can't happen, you know, to me, I understand I'm somewhat privileged. I'm not going to deny that, you know, there's such, a, I know there's the things of like light skin privilege and somewhat of being white, you know, I understand I may not have to, I may not face certain or the level, uh, you know, amount of, you know, difficulty as full black people do, you know, but yeah. I'll, know have to be aware that i'm no i'm nothing special you know what i mean like i'm not bulletproof or i'm you know what i mean anyone can have a have an agenda any police officer 
with an agenda, they see something that is a hint of shade or a hint of brown or you get what I'm saying? And then yeah. they, they can do whatever they feel like doing, you know? It's a it's a it's a big it's it's a spider web. It's it's a it's a big tree where everything somewhat connects, you know what I mean? And it's it's all about trying to find the root of the problem. And really the root of the problem is within ourselves. You know, you made a really good point about it being taught, but you know, when it, it, it is taught, you know, at a young age and everything like that. But when do we hold ourselves accountable? When do we, at what age do we start holding people accountable? At, at 15, you know, you, you don't know at 15 with the cell phone, with the internet, and you see countless of Karens, of courtside Karens, of the Karens at the park. And so the store. many Karens, bro. You, you have 15, 14, 16, you don't, you, that, that, it, it makes me upset because it's, I, I was, it's so true. Smartphones make dumb kids. You know what I mean? Like you with the, with all this technology, seeing this is happening, knowing that it's wrong, you still are naive or unaware that a, that a certain word is offensive to use, you know? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, at what age do we hold people accountable? At 20? Goodness, you can work. You may, yeah. in two years, four years, you may be promoted to manager and you still have that mindset that's dangerous in the workplace. Very dangerous. Not even dangerous, bro. That That's, that's toxic. Like, you can't, if you really had to wait until you're 20 or at least 21 years old, like, you, if you had to wait until you're an adult, to be held accountable for what you've been, you know, raised from the jump, then you really need to have your whole mindset reevaluated, not mm-hmm. just for everybody around you, but most definitely for yourself. Because when you have somebody with a lack of substance in their mental mind space and they have a smartphone with them 24-7, then they're literally holding a gun. It's just almost like a almost a time when they're about to aim it up to their heads or aiming at somebody else when times get serious. And honestly, it kind of just made me reminiscent of, you know, childhood shit that I used to do back when I was a kid and how I wouldn't really be using a phone as entertainment. Cause I'm, I'm only, I'm not saying I'm old. I'm not saying I'm old. Cause I am, I'm most definitely young. black don't crack, including you too. Black don't right. crack it either. Like for real, right. for, for, but like, I realized that since my cousin, she turned five like a few months ago and she's just now learning a lot, you know, with just a smartphone, like already she she knows how to call people. She knows Mm -hmm. how to, she knows how to do video chat, all of that stuff. And I couldn't even be able to learn that since I was 12, like until things started really getting serious because of MySpace trending and all the other fun stuff. But when I was a kid, I literally did not have a phone or anything like that. I was either outside or having those old orange v, v, VHS tapes with like Rugrats movies or fucking Jimmy Neutrons, all that stuff. Yeah, that nostalgia. Yeah, if you didn't yeah. have that when you were a kid, I cannot consider you a 90s or an early 1000s baby. Had like, hundreds of Winnie the Pooh tapes. Had hundreds of them. Oh, God. Oh God. That was the only thing I had when I was always, like, at my aunt's or my grandma's house. Like, those were the best times. 
in terms of like entertainment. But now it's it's changed for a lot of kids. Yeah. And sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. Exactly. My point is like it's a it's a need of balance where, you know, every kid's different. You know, every kid has a different, um, you know, maturity level. And, you know, some kids can handle seeing something. Some can't, you know, definitely where, you know, the surrounding is. But, you know, I feel like with a lot of like, you know, we being at such a young age and our, our peers are having kids at such young ages, it's faster to give the kid the phone. It's faster to give the kid the iPad. Right. And so through trial and error and just playing with it 24-7, they just get so adapt to it and they master at such a young age, you know? And it's it's just really important to put certain, you know, precautions on the ipad or on the on the phone you know it's just because you don't want there's there there needs to be restrictions i feel like there needs to be restrictions there needs to be limits you know kids are kids you know kids are going to be kids are very you know they love to explore very curious on things but it's also a time and place for those type of things to be seen or even talked about you know yeah but it has to be you know kids kids need to have that type of guidance you know it's it's no it's you know, if I'm a parent and I just give you the phone and, okay, go away, go be quiet, play, that's not me parenting. That's me giving someone a distraction so I could take a break. You know, that's yeah. just a distraction. That's not parenting. You know, we have to be able to be in front of our kids, communicate. You know, the, the phone, the phone nowadays or the iPad is being the substitute for the parent. You know, okay, go play ABC Mouse or go play the learning games, go on YouTube, all of that. Go watch that. Go learn, you know, go go do it for yourself. You know, the, right. phone, the iPad, the electronics will become the substitute. So the parents don't really have to do nothing but feed, you know, and bathe them and stuff like that. You know what mm. I mean? I 100% agree. You know, like, oh, no, Mike, continue, continue. I'm just going to say it's like definitely with how, you know, we just the new amount of apps, you know, and more things on Instagram and with, you know, social standards. Oh, you got to look this way. Oh, I got to look like this. And I got to have this type of hair and you got to look like this. And you have to have that type of makeup and that type of whatever, whatever, you know, as we progress, it's going to be more demanded out of us with our looks, our weight, you know, with how we, you know, how we dress and things like that. And it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a dangerous thing, you know. Uh, it really is because with a lot of things being opened up as a trend right now, it just kind of, it kind of unbalances the two between raising a child and using technology or, you know, that person, that little child using technology. And while I'm on the topic of that, what is with people getting more babies these past couple of years? Like, I'm pretty sure that we had a stable growth around 2017 up to 2019. But as soon as 2020 hits, everybody apparently wants a baby. I'm not even talking about for the pandemic. I'm really talking about for, like you said, their own self-concern because let's say that they start to grow up and the only thing that they can find from entertainment wise is the phone. Like you really having electronics at a young age and having a more stable growth with that more than your actual parents, that's a, that's a problem. Like mm -hmm. there's a, there's a really bad problem. If you have that sort of mentality when raising a child, like mm -hmm. there's no point 
Because at this rate, you're literally having a machine take care of your children. Yeah. Like it's not only technology taking our jobs, but it's also taking our day-to-day lives as yeah. well. And people don't realize it. Most people, even when you're not even a child, like when you're a teenager growing up and succumbing to this world we call social media, it doesn't end well with, I wouldn't say the majority of people, but like a select few, a select few that think this or that or the third in every social media app, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, they all have to reach an expectation. So certain amount of likes, certain amount of followers. Yeah, like you had to get to reach. Yeah, like you had to realize that all of the stuff that you've been attracted to that you kind of had a reach for it's 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 bullshit like everything is all made up yeah it's all made up like i can post something right now and it's not going to make me feel any better than how i was the the next day you know so people just need to find a different form of happiness that's more genuine rather than like finding something that makes you feel like you need to be validated when really you don't need to be exactly like you think kylie jenner is the type of person to feel idolized by just because she has millions of likes and doing all these stuff all these deals and this and a third no she's just a regular human person she's trying to get a bag like she's trying to do everything she wants to do in terms of making her life happy you might hate her because we all are too yeah like i don't blame them for getting their hustle on but like i said it's supposed to be a balance to Mm -hmm. how you make it how you set life out to be while also not dealing with social media. Right. And it's, it's one of those things when you're talking about, you know, the kid and the parent where, you know, for the kid after, after a few years or whatnot, the kid be like, who are you? Like, you know, I've been getting all this information from this, you know, you you know, teaching me or communicating with me, you know? And then at the same time, it's like, you know, we always say like the kids are our future. The kids are what's gonna you know sus- you know be us you know successors and things like that gonna carry the wave. But if we're so you know concerned with putting a phone in front of their faces and them not getting the proper you know go- going outside, not getting you know the proper communication skills from actually talking to people, you know not going out playing. You know what I mean? I get want to be cooped up in the house all day. I used to be that as a kid, but then I had I had so much fun doing things with people outside, going to the park, playing basketball, coming up with plays, going to the park on the field, playing football, coming up with plays, you know, yeah. that that bond. Okay, you know what? You know, we go out, we go out to the park, we play, but then, you know, what? what's your gamer tag? Then we could play at the house. You know, now I got even, I got a friend at, outside and now I got a friend inside versus just having a friend inside or just, you know, talking to people or playing with people across the world that I don't know. Exactly. You know, go outside, going outside for us, we're just talking, you know, we're talking about it. It's still a huge risk. Definitely when police are out and about and they, they're trying to get their shit off. You know what I mean? Like it's always gonna it's always gonna be a big risk. Going outside, doing anything, it's always gonna be have a, a level of risk to it, you know. But yeah. it's gotta be aware of that, you know, and God bless, you know, we we come back safely, you know, safe and sound. Um I would just like to get more into Ahmad Pause, the Prince, music wise. You know, you're right. in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Atlanta is becoming the, you know, its own New York where, you know, this it's the head of the music scene right now. You got Migos, you got um, T.I., you got Gucci, you got um, Jeezy, you know, just to name a few old heads or OGs rather. Like you right. have a lot of good, a lot of good representation, you know, just see, take, take me into your music inspirations, your musical inspirations. Who do you consider like a good comparison of yourself? And what is your end goal with music? Okay. Well, um, for starters, I got to tell you, you were kind of on the nose with um, fucking Atlanta being the new New York, but I feel like it's uh, the new LA because with a lot of things popping, there's a lot of different sounds that are being reinvented and reinvigorated or probably being more mainstream. Like for example, Mario Judica, like you got new sounds every single day and they just waiting to like spread out. So far there's like, there's like trap, whether there's R&B, whether it's rock, whether it's hip hop, like you said, there's like a lot of different sounds and I'm glad to be influenced by those sort, sort of um, people, sort of mm -hmm. artists. And I also want to let you know that with certain music, it also comes with a certain challenge. It, some, it comes with like a certain barrier that you have to face every time you try to make a beat or try to sing on a track or try to rap on it. It just, mm -hmm. it just takes a certain tolerance that you have to get to mm -hmm. in order to where it doesn't feel like you're doing this as a chore for the long run, but mostly like for fun and to keep doing that. And for me being like a producer, just mostly for like starting off as R&B first, then switching mm -hmm. to lo-fi, then to trap, and then like mixing around the two, it just mm -hmm. kind of makes it more fun. You just got to start adapting more than just finding something that you can go for. I mean, you can go that route. Like, it don't matter. You can still have some sort of fun with just going with one genre. But if you master that and you kind of getting old with it, then I guess it's just time for you to just keep moving, like keep finding something different. So I wouldn't say it's something you got to like stop here or, you know, start there. It just, it just depends on when you want to go because it's not going anywhere. Music isn't going anywhere. So no, if you no. feel like you running away or if you feel like that music is running away from you, then I think you got to rethink this whole process of you making this in the first place. Like, I think that's what most people forget to understand as soon as they start to do something is that the longer they go, they kind of forget about why you did it in the first place. And they just kind of feel like, you know, they kind of feel unhappy or they kind of do feel happy to the point where they don't really care about having that hunger that that, that strive to be great or successful because right. whether you're successful already or not that's what determines how your future will going to be like look at conor mcgregor you seen that fight with um him and polier bro man's got knocked out bro he didn't get he didn't get most rounds in like he did his other stuff and I don't, i'm not a fan of conor like that but it's just a fact that if you have almost the same time length as Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, that something's wrong. Something right. is really wrong. Like we're not talking about YouTubers right now. We're talking about, we're talking about one of the great fighters so far. I mean, I can't say of all time because the nigga lost, but right, right. I mean, you get, you see the success, you see the accolades you have. Like he got, mm -hmm. he got stats. So yeah. for him to just, you know, go down like that made me seem that he just didn't find any, like, you know, he didn't find any, hunger that he wanted to find back in his prime you know the fire so, wasn't lit 
facts. He was lit. He was cocky. That bro, he was always trash talking his opponents every step of the way, and he will always feed off of that. Mm-hmm. This fight, he didn't do that, which I don't blame him. But like at the same time, come on, dude. Like you got you yeah. got an image to represent because the stuff that you're gonna be acting like at home ain't gonna be the same thing as you're gonna be acting like at work. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. be professional. So, in terms of that. Yeah, longevity wise, I'm, I'm gonna be sure to make music for a long time. Like that's out of that's out of question. Just only um, just in my head always makes me wonder how to keep things consistent in my head. That's that's pretty much how I'm, I'm how I'm moving. Make sure to be consistent, but not to the point it gets me burnt out. Got and you. Not want to find any satisfaction for it. And for comparisons, I can't really think of a comparison to be honest. I can only think of influences and people okay. who I just listen to on a day-to-day basis. But to me, to compare to anybody, yeah, that's that's not my expertise. I just want to learn how to be a better self, how to I got be a better you. someone else. I got you. You mentioned about um, when he was like doing, when sticking to one genre and feeling like you're mastered, but you're not advancing to nothing else. That's like going to the gym and you master the 10 pounds and then you're just doing curl ups and nothing. You don't feel nothing from it no more. You know, that's exactly that's you to, you know, move on to the next weight, you know, but you, you, you made a really good point. Like some people are contempt with staying at that level and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's, that's their choice. That's their, that's how they want to move. But if you want to get more out of it, you're going to have to do more. You're going to have to take more weight on your shoulders, on, on yourself, you know? And I, don't right. think, I think that's something that, you know, it's it's a bit blurred because some people are up to the challenge, but may not necessarily have the good have good footing, you know, have have a proper balance, have the proper, you know, stance and things like that. It's also those little things that they take accountability. You know, some people just don't want to move on and, and you just got to deal with that, you know, but don't like definitely if you're going to do music, either producing, you know, I feel like producing definitely with um so many producers on YouTube or beat stars, like it, not to be disrespectful, but it feels like anyone, you know, could be a producer, you know, with the, with the resources. You know what I mean? Of course you take it seriously, but then there's people with the mini keyboard or, you know, garage band, things like that. Okay. I'm a producer now. Or, you know what I mean? Like it's those type of people. Okay. I'm a producer. Okay. But what are you doing? What, what are you producing? You know, what are you putting out really, you know? And I feel like it's so hard to really stand out. I mean, of course, you have like name brands like Metro Boomin, you know, Ye being producer. You have, you know, Pure Born. Um, you have, I forget, you know, 40, you know, 40, you know, with Drake. And yeah. like, that. like you have, you know, the OGs that's really been in the game. And you, you hear like so many samples being flipped. It's like you kind of hear the same, you know, you know, drum you know, the same drums and the same beat line, things like that. It's like, okay, what's new? What's fresh? You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard for producers right now to feel, to like, to have their own niche or to have their own own lane separate from everyone else because things kind of sound like the same, Um, like right now, definitely like in trap, you know what I mean? Like Pretty much, yeah. Scene. And it's like, it's 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 a it's a chore. I don't want to say a chore, but it's a it's a hard thing to really get through when you're trying to like definitely come come up, 
in in the rap scene or in 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 the trap scene you know yeah and i i just listened to a a video of cardi b uh, talking about this too because like you said you gotta like anybody could be a producer i 100 percent agree with that like i think nowadays it's been more accessible to learn producing and knowing how to make beats longer than it has back in 2010 because not many people were really sound on that. Mm-hmm. I think it was until after the SoundCloud era started popping, that's when a lot of people became producers, started to hop on FL and Pro Tools as a third. I started on Studio One. So learning to come to FL Studio and doing other things after that, it was like a challenge because there was a lot of stuff I did not even know as, you know, being a, like a Studio One main. But now... Since I learned, like, I'm going to say I learned everything about FL, but I know at least a few fundamentals to know what exactly what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. that kind of, like, alludes to what I was saying before about the longevity-wise. Because if you're going to do this for a long time, then you got to make sure that you have your own sound. Like, you got to have that certain sound that everybody could just take from out of the others. Like, it don't have to be a lot of people who claim you as this one producer and to put you on a high pedestal like Metro Boomin or Pierre Bourne or Ye or Pharrell, those type of producers, it just takes a certain type of skill and it takes a certain level of consistency and hard work to keep that going and to make sure to have those things, you know, up in your back so you can mm-hmm. carry the game 20 years from now. You know what I'm right. saying? So like with that for people yeah for people who want to do that longevity wise they're gonna get that shine like even if even if it's not big as long Mm -hmm. as you got people in your hometown bumping your music like when they're cruising down the city or vibing on the beach or Mm -hmm. probably smoking some weed you know vibing and stuff then bro you already winning like you already Mm -hmm. got your clout and you don't need to have any validation from other people they might say it's bad okay so what you're gonna have you're gonna have love and you're gonna have hate, like that's a that's part of it. Facts. That's what's that's what's been in our human nature. Yeah. So you can't really just come throughout the gate not expecting any kind of like backlash, you know, while doing what you want to do. But as long as it makes you happy, that's all that matters. Yeah, you you make a good point about it making happy. Like so I feel like some people. You know, like I, I do this, I take this seriously, and it makes me happy. Versus, there's people that are doing it fun, and it makes them happy. You know, those the new, right. like the SoundCloud level producers, things like that. Um, they, they don't take it seriously, and so the expectations, they, 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 they want to be mainstream. They want to be, you know, up and up and about Metro Boom and stuff like that, but they're not taking it seriously. And so they're not aware of the expectations that are going to be out of them. They're not going to be aware of that, you know, some people may, you know, jack their beat. You know, they're not, you know, putting themselves out there publicly as they should, you know, not doing advertisements or not doing any like type of collaborations or networking, things like that. You know, so it's one of those things where, okay, if I'm going to do this for fun, I'm going to have to find the, I have to set the, set the tone, you know. You know, if I'm if I'm playing 2K and I just want to, you know, mess around, I'm not going to put it on Hall of Fame. I'm put it on pro or rookie or whatever. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, you got to be able to set set the set your tone, you know, set the expectations. You know, don't say, oh, I'm going to do this for fun. 
and okay, I might blow up. You know, that's that's a big, I mean, of course it's cool to blow up and everything, but to blow up and not be prepared, not be right. prepared for, you know, now every, now the spotlight's on you. Okay, now, okay, what do you got? What do you got for us? What's the next thing? You know, when people put you in that, it, not, it's not always a thing where, okay, I did this and I got it on my own. No, when people put you in a position to succeed and then they start expecting things out of you, that's your time to go. You know, yeah. they're going to see, okay, if he, if you got something or you don't, you know, then they'll move on. Think about all, the, I mean, think about TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, all these, you know, these, these pages or these people that blow up that one thing, you know, and then, you know, okay, they're going to drop their, their, you know, they're promoting themselves, self-promotion, things like that. Like X. TikTok, you blow up one, they're going to come back for the second one. But if it's not going to be as good as the first one that blew up, that's uh, whatever. The first cool and everything. But, you know, we'll move on. And I'm aware of that. You know what I mean? Like, I do TikTok just so I can, you know, have a space to reach more on a different platform. Right? You know, right. I know for a fact I have plenty of catalog from these. I could go back and continue to feed people, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you just got to be you got, you got to be cerebral about it. You got to be able to see see the field, you know, and you kind of mentioned about, you touched on it, and Drake said, you know, similar things about, you know, the people going to your concerts, the people going out, buying your tickets, the people wearing your stuff. You don't need no Grammy validation. You don't need those Grammys. You don't need those awards. You know, the, the people are the ones supporting you. Those are where you're getting the validation from. You're right. You know, yeah, standing he was out. right on that you know, saving their money to come and see you, then, you know, like, they may not sound, you know, cool or whatnot, but, like, when you really talk about it, that like you went out of your day, you spent money to come to see me perform? Me. You know what I mean? Like, me yeah. about it, like, that's some real stuff right there. Like, God dang, like, people actually want to see what I'm doing, paying to see what I'm doing. Like, that's really blessed to be in a position like that you know honestly I, that's truly a blessing in my eyes and you're you're 100 correct drake was drake was on his bag when he said that because he actually held truth i would not hold any truth accountable in any grammy because i think after a while they knew that the grammys had started to become a popularity contest and it kind of became mm -hmm. you know only a favorite contest to the elites like to people who know the ins and outs of the grams i mean like they snubbed the weekend bro they snubbed the weekend like yo yo it's the weekend i mean if it was anybody else i'm pretty sure that they will have the same reaction but dog the weekend had a great 2020 yeah. so it was kind of obvious that the grammys weren't what they were and I'm, i mean i'm talking about like for the people they weren't even for the people they're just for themselves and what's his uh, face he um he won the grammy in like 2013 he has a song um like thrift <sighs> thrift store he won that over kendrick malcolm moore that man won all the oh awards in the rap category over kendrick like here's the thing though here's like here's the crazy thing about like i'm not gonna lie i listened to the ice and i'm pretty sure okay it's a great album. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie. It's a pretty great album. But, bro, we're talking about 
we're talking about good kid mad city dog yeah like i don't think that should be snub for any part of the grammys that's just my opinion but like yeah yeah macklemore i feel like the thing is it wasn't even macklemore's fault i'm not gonna lie it It wasn't even it wasn't so i was kind of sad to see that he was getting all this hate all this backlash for something that he wasn't even a part of yeah and i mean that's half the truth because you know of his skin tone and this that there but i wouldn't say overall I wouldn't put him up against him personally. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Mac is like a good guy. Like, he's a pretty chill dude, you know, if we're just talking about like in person. But yeah, I think if anybody should be mad, it should be the people holding it up because let's be real, everybody knew that kid, good kid, Mad City should have at least got one Grammy that time. Right. At least once. So I feel like, yeah, with people stubbing and thinking that everything's just a game, it's just, it just kind of makes them as a joke, you know? I don't see any validation I can hold accountable for the Grammys unless yeah. they mess up, which is almost every year. But, <laughs> but um, shit, I was going to talk about something else because you said something about um, about the people using music on Beastars and YouTube, and mm-hmm. it kind of made sense because I remember what I was talking about, like Cardi B talking about, you know, beats in the center on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They were basically talking about, well, her specifically, about having a certain beat, use it as a song, and then later blow up from it, right? Mm-hmm. And then people asking for the next single, like how, you know, Bodak Yellow literally blew up in 2017. And after a while, people knew that the swag and the, the style of the song, it came mostly from you know kodak black and she was humble enough to give him a percentage around that time because it, it kind of makes sense and i respected yeah. her so fast forward a new beat comes she makes a new song and then someone else has the same exact song now people are playing that they're kind of stealing her flow or pretty much you know taking her song and is running with it in a little style a little different basically like how you would copy somebody's homework but only do like a little bit of answers differently yeah. to make it not look insane yeah it's like that get this but, one wrong so they 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 don't think we we copied each other or you copying me exactly <laughs> for real like it, it'd be like that sometimes that. <laughs> yeah like sometimes yeah sometimes it might happen in college like bro trust me believe me mm-hmm. but um for Cardi B she wasn't really mad at the person who also had the same beat. She was mostly mad at the producer because the producer sold both of them the beats and they both, you know, had a different set. So you can't really blame somebody else for just, you know, for having what they've been given, you know, like for real, it's just been, it's just business dog. But I feel like, yes, it was a bad on the producer's part. Cause like, if you knew that, this person was going to have the same acclaim as this one, then of course it's going to be a hard challenge or maybe it's going to be some complications in terms of the business side of things. Right, right. So with that being said, I feel like with business and music, I think I got to take that serious because anything can happen that can take them to court. And I'm pretty sure nobody has enough lawyers to make or file lawsuits and stuff like big artists. You make a so. you, know, you make a good point. That's the stuff for like with producers. I feel like 
there should have been communication between the producer and maybe like Cardi or whoever he showed the beat first, you know what I mean? And that could be real tricky and that could have, that could like come out to be a beef or something like that. I don't know. I mean, hope, I mean, I don't know. I I, I like to see Cardi when she's in the beef. She, she handles herself with grace. You know, I love, I love Cardi B. I love Cardi B. She's, she's perfect. I feel like, um, you mentioned about like flows and styles, things like that. I don't think there's any such thing as like, unless you're like, uh, like E40 or there's 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 certain rappers from the 90s that try something different and then they, you know they were the creator of it you know kind of like a yeah. dance you know there's there's hundreds of modifications of dances but I know for a fact like there's there's people who started a flow started a wave of a sound and then people's taking it from it but definitely like in this new uh you know era you know big a big name Drake you know he's for a while oh he's you know, he's copied this flow, he copied this sound, and he's biting off of this and all of that. You know, there's no role in music saying, I can't do, I can't use that flow, or I can't use that sound, or I can't use that beat, or I can't say this or or, or that. There's no rule in that. That's the thing about music. Like if, you know, Steph Curry, you know, he's playing for the Warriors, and then, you know, I went to the NBA and I started shooting like Steph. There's, there's yeah. no rule saying I can't have a similar jump shot to him. There's no, right. there's no rule saying I can't wear 30. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't mm. own that number. He doesn't own that shot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wear the same I, shoes. No one said I can't. There's no rule saying I can't wear that shoes. You know, it's about what you do with the shoes, what you do with the jump shot, what you do with the flow, what you do with the scheme, with the beat. That's where it will always be, you know, where it always be, you know what people take seriously is your performance yeah i feel like um in terms of what you said about you know not anybody having a certain flow or copying a certain flow i agree to that to some extent because if you so say for example if you have a song and you say a certain verse and a flow is exactly like somebody else like another artist that is you know a little popular then at least say that you have like you pay homage to or you know that yeah. a certain style was influenced by the person okay this is this is long we've on that agreement because there have been a few artists like drake who have been having numerous flows from uh other previous eras in most of the songs and they sound like the same exact person like for mm-hmm. example kmt and x is look at me both both sound exactly the same in terms of the style and flow so i guess that i mean and i feel like it was cool at first because like i mean don't get me wrong the the songs are fire both Mm -hmm. both of them both x and drake's is fire but a recent interview came by after that song was released and drake was saying how he didn't know about x at the time while making that song which that's cap bro he literally had a whole year build up while that nigga was locked away just for drake to make a little type of verse that mm-hmm. sounded exactly like the same single that was blowing up man nah nah i believe that he knew who he was from the jump but just didn't want to say it so that was my only problem with it as long as you know how to you know pay homage to a certain flow and certain respect. to a certain artist yeah you expect that you know a certain boundary then it's all good. It's all good. I got you. I got you. 
I would like to ask you a few more questions, just like with you and you know your music. What's 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 for Amar the Prince for twenty twenty one? What what are you doing for this year? Ooh, I'm planning I'm planning to drop four different beat tapes, four okay. different beat tapes. So how this is gonna go out is since there's twelve months in a year, I'm assuming like each quarter for that certain year, I'm gonna just drop you know some regular type beats here and there like I've been doing as usual, and then. For a certain month, I'll tease a certain project for one category, one genre, and I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna keep doing that for at least for at least a while until the end of this year. So certain how like Brockhampton did their saturation series. It's almost certain like that, but it's not gonna be based around the summer because let's be real, they had a lot of people that have that assistance to make three different projects in the summer. So I applauded for that. But I'm just one dude. I'm just one producer yeah. with a computer and a laptop and a few vinyl samples. So I'll just be doing, I'll just taking my time with it rather than overburn myself, like I mentioned, and just have fun with it. So for the first project, it's going to be a whole lo-fi tape. And I know people have been asking for this for a while because I made a recent low tape. I mean, not recent, but I made an old lo-fi tape like years ago. But Due to the SoundCloud restrictions and sample issues, I had to scrap some of them off and some of them I had to just leave and remove just to make space. But since I'm in a better comfortable position now to make, you know, more music and to leave them here to stay, mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it's more certain to drop the lo-fi tape out of anything else okay. just to make things, um, you know, make things shape. Then later it's going to be R&B. Third one's going to be trap. And then the fourth one, it's going to be a surprise. So I can't say much about that. But right. so far, yeah, I'm going to be busy all year. So you're going to be cooking, you're going to be eating. Bro, 2021, bro, I'm feeding the streets. I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to that. Facts. I, yes, um, I, I just want, I just need one more thing out of you. Tell me where you can get Amar the Prince. Tell me where I can find you. Tell me where I can listen to you. Just tell me, tell me, tell me. Man, you can find me. Anywhere, even on TikTok, you can find me on Apple Music. You can find me on Google Play, Tidal, Amazon, iTunes. I think I already said that. Um, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Tidal, all those places, all those sites. Best believe those are going to have a lot more music, more replayability. Because I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't really listen to SoundCloud music at all because i feel like it's starting to die down after 2018 right. so i feel like with b stars popping still and other major streaming platforms coming through as the new way to listen to music mm -hmm. those are definitely going to have most of my tunes on there best believe but what's your, right. what do you want to be remembered for your legacy <clears throat> this period beyond music it's a good question i don't want to have music as one thing that keeps uh, me going. I want to have like a whole business to myself. That's one thing I really want to get things to, you know, come to a reality, not just for music, because that's just only the tip of the iceberg. I want to have a certain foundation, a certain brand that can keep me going in terms of longevity and making things um, happy for the people. Cause I know that it's not really, 
about myself in terms of what I want to have to the world. What I want is to make people remember that I wasn't, I wasn't just here in the shadows or just being somebody to just, you know, step by, you know, I just want right. to find a certain balance to where I get to remember for helping people mentally, spiritually, and whether or not they're going through some dark moments, I just hope that in some way, shape or form, I can help them feel like they're on top of the world and that they can't, you know, be stopped, like literally in their heads because their mind is, bro, their mind is their greatest weapon because mm-hmm. in order to deal with everything else with your body or in life, you got to help your mind first because that's going to help things all come together. Like it is overall that's what makes things you know shake for a lot of people and sometimes it might make or break a person only only in time but for overall or overall legacy wise i just want to help people make you know the best of their lives and make sure that they don't feel like they are nothing because that's a lie the moment you were born you are a winner so mm-hmm. that's that's what I think in my book. And so much more I got planned years from now. Like it's hard to it's hard to keep track. So that's what I want for, for so far for my legacy. We we're gonna reach it too. We're gonna be there. I'm gonna be there for sure. Facts, man. Like, bro, shout out one post collective too. I gotta bro, I'm soon copping their shit. Cause like yeah? if y'all did check out their stuff already, you got to shout out to them. They're they the got best. some. They got some good stuff heading the way. Yeah, they got. They got that fire. They keep that fire. They really do. I'm gonna try to cop a beanie or something, cause like it's about to be cold soon. Mm-hmm. I can already tell. Like, bro, it's already raining and it's already snowing in ATL, and it's probably gonna get worse from this month alone. So I, I need to get something. You know, I gotta get cozy. We gonna gotta get you right. Bags, y'all got to. Y'all right. got to. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm, this this one was blessed. Uh, really good to have you on. Most definitely. I'm glad that you had me on here and we had time to like, you know, talk some real shit and also spread some gems along the way. Yes, sir. And yes, we do sir. it soon again, too. Much love. Oh, yeah. Much Peace. love. <laughs> <laughs>